0: the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, and this is a podcast all about showing you how to make money from home while you are raising kids and building your business. This is a show where we will talk about the mindset, the strategy, and the tactics on how you can begin to monetize your brilliance. One K moms today on the podcast, I have Kendra Hennessy. She is a home management expert, podcast host, and the founder of Mother Like a Boss, where she helps busy modern moms become homemakerish. I love that. Her mission is to redefine homemaking in the 21st century and make the difficult and tedious parts of running your home smoother through systems, routines, and mindset shifts. She lives in upstate New York with her husband, Adam, and their two spunky kiddos, Ava and Everett. Kendra is a Girl Scout co-leader, quoter of the office, and coffee junkie. She loves giving support and encouragement to the moms of the world and giving them the confidence they need to enjoy life as a mother. Kendra, I'm so excited to finally
1: chat with you. I've been stalking your Instagram stories for so long. How are you? I'm doing great, and I could say the same thing. First of all, I'm very excited to be here and so thankful that you're having me, and uh, I'm the same way with Insta stories. I've been st- I love to stalk people, and I have been stalking you, so this is great. <laughs>
0: now, did you watch last night with the whole silk pillowcase debate?
1: I did. I did. I'm a fan
0: watched. of silk pillowcases?
1: <laughs> so I don't have any now, but I've had them in the past. And I know what you were talking about with the, you were talking about breakouts, because that actually has happened to me too, is where like, it just like breaks out on one side of the face that I sleep on. So yes, I understand. I don't have them now, but I've had them in the past. So yeah, Yeah, my husband
0: thinks I'm crazy. And of course, like the two people who voted no for these silk pillowcases (laughs) was my sister-in-law and well, yeah, both of my sister-in-laws, my husband's sister and my (laughs) brother's wife. So (laughs) it's kind of funny. Um, But if you're listening and you don't follow us on Instagram stories, you should go hang out with Kendra. She's at mother like a boss and you know where I'm at. So go figure it out. (laughs) But okay. So tell me about your journey into what you do now have you always kind of known I don't even know we could just we could talk for hours I'm sure but this whole homemaker ish thing kind of talk to me about that in your journey
1: so I will be honest, I sort of fell into that a little bit. Uh, I started my first business going on 12 years ago. It was just about 12 years ago. It was in 2006. Um, I was 22. I was pregnant. I was not married to my husband yet, and I had just dropped out of college. So winner, like I was a total winner, just doing all of the things. Like that's the worst time to start a business. It's the worst time to do anything. But I did it, and I started a residential cleaning business. So I, um, you know, cleaned houses in our area, um, we have a very booming area in upstate New York here, and I also did some office cleaning. So, I did like um, offices and military housing. We have the a military base right here, so it went really well. It was very successful. I was able to own my own business, which was nice because I, you know, owning your own business is great. I made great money. I had freedom, but the interesting thing is that. When you own a business where you're trading dollars for hours, even though you own your own business, you're kind of still an employee because I couldn't clean people's houses at the time that it was like convenient for me. If I was up at 5 a.m., I couldn't just show up at someone's house and be like, okay, I'm awake. I'm going to do work now (laughs) or after my kid went to bed. Um, So I just, I stuck with that. It was really great. And about three years ago or so, I started getting into podcasts. I I didn't even know that anyone like did podcasts. I'd never listened to them. But I just I, you know, looked on my iPhone one day and I was like, I'm gonna click this podcast thing and see what comes up. And I started listening to some podcasts and then you fall, you know, you fall down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. You know, one guest is on, so you listen to their podcast and you keep going down. And I realized that there was this whole world of like entrepreneurship online. And they were doing more than just like selling people nonsense or like pyramid schemes or something. Like there was a whole world of people making money out there. And I thought I would really love to do that, but there's clearly no way I can clean people's houses from my own home, so I can't do that. So long story short, I kind of decided that I wanted to work with moms, and that came from the fact that I love moms. I think they are still an underserved part of the population, Uh, and I also realized that most of my cleaning clients were moms, and they were stressed about me coming to their house, and I was like, what? that 's crazy that they 're having someone clean and they 're stressed, and the reason is the rest of their home wasn 't managed and so they were scrambling before the cleaning lady, or I was just kind of putting a band aid on a bullet wound, so mm-hmm. to speak, like i wasn 't really helping um, the the grander situation, and I thought there 's got to be a way for me to help with that, so I started Mother like a Boss, and I just started helping moms manage their homes better organization. Cleaning um, routines, time management, self care—I kind of put it all under one umbrella, and that's like the the homemakerish umbrella that I t- I talk about. So yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. Now, so I would not say I fall naturally into Holly Homemaker category. <laughs> like I've got those friends that are like, oh, I've got this beautiful garden, and I'm quilting inside, and I my house is perfect, and that's not. Mm, I say that's not me, but I've always kind of tried to make it me. right. Maybe that's the perfectionist in me. but um, how how can we like those type of people, how can we start to gravitate towards having a better,
1: well-maintained home? Sure. And first of all, I love that you said, you mentioned two things. You mentioned gardening and quilting. Two things I know nothing about. I don't do. I've never done in my life. You do not want me anywhere near your garden or a potted plant of any kind. And you for sure do not want me near a sewing machine. My husband, master sewer, like knows how to sew everything, makes my kids costumes. Like he's amazing. I do not do that. But uh, that's so funny. My dad actually was the one who taught me how to right? so back Isn't in that like, funny? like I was 13. <laughs> yeah, my husband just taught himself when he was younger. His mom did it and and she kind of taught him and he just does all that stuff. But so I think that you brought that you saying that sort of brought up an interesting dynamic because that's what a lot of people think of homemaking as. Like, well, I have to bake and I have to like wear an apron and I have to have a beautiful garden and my house has to be perfect and everything has to be white and look like it's out of a good housekeeping magazine. And instead, what I sort of teach is that home management is a, a bigger umbrella than just the baking and the cooking and the, all that stuff. It's how you are managing your house. And I always say, managers, like if you went to a business, if you worked for someone, the manager doesn't do all the work, right? Mm-hmm. The manager has employees. They delegate things out. They're making sure that everything is getting done. And that's how we need to look at running our house. houses is, having the people who live with us doing the work with us. So spouses, partners, children, uh, unless you are a single mom right now with an infant, that I understand. You don't have anybody else to help you. Or maybe you have a husband who is overseas. I totally get it. But most of us have someone else living in the house with us and children over the age of two can help. And so instead I look at Giving moms the tools so that they can not only learn how to do it themselves, but teach their children how to do it as well, so that they're not having the burden of having to do everything. And then also, um, we live in a Pinterest perfect world, right? We live in the Pinterest feed world where you scroll through Pinterest and you're like, that's a really pretty quilt. I could learn how to do that. And so you have, I always say, when it comes to homemaking stuff, ask yourself, do I want to do that? Like, is that something I want to do? For me, I love to bake. I love to. I love to do it. So, I don't mind spending extra time learning how to do it. If I see a really pretty wreath, I'm like, wow, that would be great. I wonder how much it would cost to have somebody else make. Like, it's just, I'm not interested in it. So figure out what you are interested in doing when it comes to home management and kind of delegate the rest out is my approach to it.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love it. So um, my first question is like, when it comes to managing the home and bringing other people into helping you accomplish the tasks, are you, is your husband cleaning? Is he a part of that? Is he my, helping? So my husband? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so t- I can say a couple of weeks ago, uh, my daughter bowls on Saturday morning. So I came home from, I usually take her. And when I came home from bowling, um, I looked around and he had done the dishes. He had cleaned the kitchen. He had vacuumed all of the rugs in the entire house. He had put away all the laundry. I didn't ask him to do any of that. He just did it because he does it. And we just have a very community-based approach to running our home where we, just like you live in a community and everyone helps where they can, that's how we are in our house is that everyone does their part. I would say I do most of the cleaning, but that's also just because it comes more naturally to me. It's easier for me. I'm not really a perfectionist, so I don't really care if somebody else does stuff and doesn't do it as well as I do. Um, my daughter, for instance, does her You're own laundry in the dishwasher. No, I am not a reload the dishwasher kind of girl. I'm like, are the dishes clean? Great. That's Good. all I care about. Um, my daughter does her own laundry. She's 11 and Lord help me the laundry does not get put away exactly like I would. Like, I'm like, really? We want to fold our shirt that way. Okay, cool. Um, But it's getting done and I didn't have to do it. And it's also, it's not just what it's taking off of you. It's what it's giving to them. It's giving her a sense of personal responsibility and learning self-respect and learning how to help and learning her own way of doing things. So uh, yeah, the answer to the question is my husband absolutely helps. I love it. And when I need help, I just ask. So yeah, and I a
0: lot of times like clients of mine or people that are in the 1K community, 1K mom community, they'll be like, "Well, how do I do it all?" And I think the biggest answer is you don't. And no. and the way like my husband and I manage our household is very similar to you. Like we consider our relationship, all of our businesses, all of just the way we do life and parenting is very um, my dad explains it as complementarian style. We're side by side. We're not like one in front of the other. Mm -mm. It's not him greater than me or me greater than him. It's so like, we are both uniquely wired for certain things and uh, we just kind of teamwork it and figure it out. And you know, the, the running joke is um, when I got pregnant with my first daughter, so she's almost five now um, he cleaned the bathtubs while I was pregnant because belly like seriously like sure how's that gonna work <laughs> so and then he still jokes he's like you never took those bathtubs back <laughs> and I'm, I have I had my second kid where five years later like and I still don't clean bathtubs but yeah I actually do because I do get a little perfectionist with the bathtub so I do end up coming back and like making sure it's
1: you know, good. I'm the same way with the bathroom. So I will say that I I guess maybe you could call it perfectionist, but I haven't given up the bathrooms yet. The bathrooms are my territory. I like a clean (laughs) bathroom and I'm, I'm good at it because I clean for, I mean, I've cleaned, I did the math. I have cleaned for about 20,000 hours over the last 10 years in my business. So I, I like the bathrooms done a certain way. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just do it. Everything else someone else can do. I don't care how you vacuum. I don't care how you dust. I don't care how you do the floors, but the bathrooms, I'm like, they're my babies. I'm just going to make sure they're clean. I'm just going to make sure they're real clean as as clean as I like them. I
0: love it. Yeah. So um, are you kind of somebody that takes the approach of like, let's do a little bit every single day or is your cleaning routine like a one day let's cover it all top
1: to bottom kind of thing? So for me, I do a little bit every day, but I tell people my uh, approach to teaching people how to establish a good cleaning routine, which I am a huge proponent of, is having a cleaning routine that works for you, um, is choose the way that works best. So I find that cleaning a little bit every day works really well for stay-at-home moms, And having a big cleaning day or maybe like two bigger days where you do bigger chunks works a lot for like work outside the home moms because they tend to have either days off or maybe they get home early one day and so they have a little bit of that time. Um, But you have to choose what works for you. If you have a really busy lifestyle, it may work for you to stick in 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Um, House cleaning is one of those things that people far... Uh, overestimate how long it's going to take. They always think like, Oh my God, it's so I'm going to have to like spend hours cleaning the house. Girl, take 10 minutes, set your timer on your phone take your cleaning supplies and go to town. Like you'd be amazed what you can get done in that amount of time. And sometimes you have to find pockets of time. Like one of my favorite uh, hacks for moms is like your kid is going to have to take a bath at some point, right? They have to take a bath. So clean the bathroom while they're taking a bath. You can't clean the bathtub, but you can clean the rest of the bathroom. You have to be in there anyway, listening to them squirt things and stuff. So you might as well clean. Then when they're done taking a bath, you can go back in. It's already wet in there and you can rinse it down and just give it a quick two to three minute scrub. Use those pockets of time that you have instead of waiting for a pocket of time because the time is never going to come. I love that.
0: You know, another thing I've started doing is like laundry, like a little bit every day instead of like one massive laundry day. Like, can we start towels today or can we do the girls' clothes today? Or, you know, I actually, it's kind of funny. I call it adult laundry. And my husband's like, what is that? Like a pile of laundry? <laughs> like, no, it just means us, our clothes. Yes. <laughs>
1: I think the same thing because I'm like, you have, you have so many different kinds of laundry in a household because you have like your laundry, your kid's laundry, but then you have community laundry, like towels, sheets, like there's so many different kinds of laundry. So I love the idea of having, you know, one load a day. I usually put a load in before I go to bed. So I'll put it in like an hour before and then right before I go to bed, I stick it in the dryer. And that way when I wake up, it's like all dry and ready and I have the whole day to put it away. Um, So it just tends to work for me for our house. Now,
0: are you a dishwasher at night before you go to go to bed or are you like after like a before dinner kind of person?
1: So a funny funny I feel thing. Like there's two options. <laughs> there are, right? There's like two <laughs> schools of thought. Funny thing is that we only run the dishwasher a couple of times a week because what? Yep. Because we used to live in a house where my husband and I lived in a house for eight years that didn't have a dishwasher. So I was so used to doing the dishes that I feel like it's it's like stockholm syndrome like i've been like <laughs> ingrained like i have to do the dishes and i just i don't even think that i have to i just forget that we have a dishwasher still 4 years later i forget that we have one so a lot of times, if we're going to do it, I do it before bed. Like we just throw it in uh, before bed. I turn it on. It goes. And then in the morning, they're dry, and we can put them away. So yeah. that's sort of our way of doing it. I like it. Yeah,
0: we've got some things that have to be hand-washed, like you know, our master's cups. My uh, brother and my dad go to the master's pretty much every year. It's like mm-hmm. a super awesome little blessing that they get to do together. But they always come home with a bunch of the, the plastic cups from the yep. master's. And so we've got stacks and stacks of them, and they – have to be hand washed. These are like rules from yes. my dad. <laughs> like they have to be hand washed, um, so that the little emblem doesn't come off. And yeah, so I, I'm not a big hand wash fan. I'm like stick it in a dishwasher. Let's figure it out. So yes. <laughs> yeah. so tell me how we can start. To the people that are listening, how can we begin to make that that cleaning plan and kind of spend 30 days, thir- not 30 days, 30 minutes
1: a day? Is that what you would say? On yeah. Cleaning? Yeah, so um, I get asked the question a lot, like how long do you spend cleaning your house? And I live to give you a point of reference, I have a pretty average size house. It's about twenty one hundred square feet. We have four bedrooms, two baths, like it's a pretty average house. Um, and I spend about thirty minutes a day cleaning. I don't I don't spend much more than that. Now the caveat there is that, that doesn't that's cleaning. That's not managing your home. That's not tidying. That's not laundry. That stuff has to be done regardless. If you never cleaned your house again, you would still have to make food. You'd still have, laundry would still get produced. So the cleaning, I usually spend about 30 minutes on. And that's a good distinction to make because I I feel like I don't, I wouldn't have explicitly thought that until you said that. And some people do, they're like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you only spend 30 minutes a day. I'm like, I'm a mom. And I live, even if you're not a mom, like it takes you longer than that throughout the day, just to Certain I put things. the same shoe away in its drawer like 10 exactly. times today. <laughs> exactly. Over and over again, as a mom, especially. So, no, I, I spend about, and some days it's only like 15 minutes. Some days I just clean the two bathrooms quickly and that's it. Um, other days I spend more time. But really, to get started, is you need to know your schedule to start. So I think too many people jump into routines and they just go on Pinterest and they look for like a pre-made printable, which I don't have anything against, but I don't offer those because everybody lives different lives. So all these printables you get that are like Monday is dusting day and Tuesday is vacuuming day. And I'm like, well, everybody lives different lives and how, how big your house is and how much stuff you have to dust and how much stuff, how much flooring you have. Maybe you have a lot of carpeting and not a lot of flooring. So I teach more of a, um, I'm more of the teach a man to fish or a mom to fish versus the give a mom to fish. Yeah. Um, so I like to make sure that you look at your schedule first. So look at the schedule you have, not your cleaning routine, look your actual schedule, the calendar. What do you do day to day? What is rhythmic? What's non-negotiable that you can't, get, like appointments or parties, you can't negotiate the time and then figure out when you have those pockets of time uh, to clean and also figure out your most valuable time in the day. Are you most valuable for cleaning in the morning? Maybe it's at night. Is it in the afternoon when your kids are napping because you're home? What are those valuable times that you can do it versus waking up every day and just throwing stuff up against the wall and hoping it sticks, which is how a lot of people approach cleaning. They just wake up every day, they get totally overwhelmed by all the stuff they have to do, they don't do anything, and then the next day, the same thing, and the next day, the same thing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what are those tasks that we have to do? Like, would you say dusting is a weekly thing? (laughs) Cause I'm not going to lie. My mom's probably listening to this and and it's not really something I was raised
1: with. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I, again, that's something that varies a lot and here's why. So if you're someone that has a lot of pets in your house, you're going to need to vacuum and clean the floors a lot more than I do. We don't have any pets in our house. So I only vacuum once a week my mom vacuums every day because she has a dog and she's had cats and stuff like that. And so tiny children spilling Cheerios. Exactly. So when you, yeah, when I had like toddlers in the house, like then and my son was like crawling all over the place and picking stuff up off the floor and eating it. We've, we've kind of gotten past that at five, but you know, (laughs) we'll see. I didn't, I I had to clean the floors more versus now when I don't have to concentrate on it quite as much. So, uh, I always say like, Kind of focus on the areas that in your home, uh, A, you notice get dirty on a more regular basis, and B, what are the areas that stress you out? I can't believe how many moms out there are like, oh my God, it just stresses me out to have like a messy kitchen. And I'm like, okay, so you're spending time every day just tidying up the kitchen? Well, no, I don't have time for that. Like, well, did you have time to like watch Netflix tonight? Well, yeah, but I was tired. Like, right, but if it's str- it's stressing you out to have a dirty kitchen, so spend the time on that and don't spend time on something else. Because what will happen is the m- so it's a, it's this conundrum quote that I have which is the more you clean, the less often you have to clean. Because if you get on a regular schedule, you'll notice that the time you spend cleaning gets less and less and less. Um, Think about anything that you do. The more you do it, the more habitual it becomes. The less you have to think about it, the less time you have to spend doing it.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, one of my biggest hacks that like the question I'll ask you at the end is what is your one mom and business owner hack to manage motherhood and business? And mine always I think about is Bluetooth headphones for so many reasons. Like you can go to the gym and listen to music or podcasts, but cleaning is the main reason because when I'm tidying or mopping the floors or whatever, like I've got my headphones in listening Mm -hmm. to a podcast, you know, and it kind of makes it more fun. It does.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things that I'm always telling moms is like, make it fun, gamify it with yeah. when you're trying to get your kids involved and they're like, uh, my kids won't do the chores. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's a whole other conversation because you're the parent and you should be putting things into place that it's like this isn't a choice. You have to do this in order to live in this house. Yeah. But gamify it. Like make it a game, make it fun. Throw on some music throughout the house and say, Okay, we're gonna do you know 10 minutes. And whoever can like pick up the most stuff and put whoever can fill their basket first could be a game or um, we're going to do 10 minutes, we're going to throw on the music. And then uh, after the 10 minutes, we're going to have like a dance party for five minutes and stuff like the game, make it a game, make it fun. But when you make it a chore, which I kind of hate that word because we've now associated it with that with something negative. Like when you think of something negative you have to do, you're like, oh, it's such a chore. But then we use that word to talk about stuff we have to do in our lives. Um, so don't make it such a chore. Make it just a part of living in a house and a part of um, feeling comfortable in your home. That's how I look at cleaning. Like I like a clean house, not because I'm looking to be a perfectionist, not because it's my duty as a woman. I do it because I want to feel comfortable and healthy. I want to promote a healthy lifestyle for my kids. And so I like it to be clean.
0: Yeah. And you just want to operate better. Absolutely. When you walk in a clean bathroom, like you can actually open your makeup bag on the counter and actually have room to do that. Yes. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I love that you said, you talked about stress zones, but then you kind of mentioned bringing kids into it. Mm-hmm. So over the age of two, I heard you say that earlier that you think they should be helping. Yep. So what can they be helping with? Um, Especially the littles. Like I know the older they get, like your daughter's doing laundry, but what can those littles be helping with?
1: Yeah. So um, at two years old, and I just say two as like a really arbitrary number because you really, even 18 months, if they're old enough to get it out, they're old enough to put it away. If they have the dexterity, I mean, like physically have the dexterity to dump a bucket of toys. They have the dexterity to put those toys back. Now, mentally, you have to train them that they've taken something out. And hey, when we take something out, we put it away. And that takes time. They're not just going to know that. Mm -hmm. You have to teach them that. But at two or three, my son was helping with laundry. He was helping with his, like, hey, let's just fold it. Again, is it going to be done perfect? Probably not. But you have to make a decision. Do you want it to be done perfect or do you want it to be done? And the, I just look at it like I'd rather it be done and I'd rather my kids learn. Um, so anything that's low to the ground, they can do. You know, a great hack is that Swiffers, you know, the floor things, mm-hmm. they actually come apart in the middle there. It's three pieces and they come apart and you can make them tiny so that you can take out that middle piece, make it small, and the kids can bop around the floors. Even if they um, aren't doing it in a in an order that you would do it, who cares? It's still can- it's still getting done. Like put a rag on the bottom of it and let them go to town. Same with cleaning up after meals, cleaning up after snacks, teaching them, uh, giving them a paper towel or uh, a rag and showing them how to wipe up their area, how to throw stuff in the garbage, how to put stuff in the dishwasher. They're pretty low. You know, I know like bending over to the dishwasher is sometimes tiresome for me, especially when you're pregnant and you're like, Oh my God. But kids are low to the ground and they're like, they're right there. So help them do all of those things. Um, yeah, just keep, keep it up. And then as they get older, they'll be more, uh, trained. And I hate to use that word cause like they're not dogs, but right. as humans, we just, we train ourselves and we train others. Um, they'll be more able to help.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think that's one thing about them being younger is they, they have more of like this desire to be like mom or be like dad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the moment I whip out like whatever it's called, I just lost what it's called a broom. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anytime i lose words I, all the time <laughs> i mean that's a silly word to lose but uh anytime i whip that out like lizzie goes and grabs her we ha- we did the same thing with the swiffer yeah. broken in half so good and she I, there's never really ever a pad on the other side but she thinks she's cleaning yeah. like mom and absolutely I, I feel like that's kind of just the same i mean like yeah. folding the clothes she may not actually get any folded but she's sitting there with me she's you know we're talking through it she's watching yeah. how i'm doing it it's more just like that here's how here's what we do as a household
1: yeah and here it's we've made a mess and yeah. now we clean it up and it's also modeling that behavior um i've i've had moms in my community that are like well my you know my kids don't help and then they go on to explain to me that they're slobs they're like yeah but i mean i'm a slob too and i'm like well okay so of course your kids aren't helping because they're seeing that modeled, and that doesn't come from a place of judgment. I'm not judging anyone, but we have to look at ourselves. I, same thing, I look at sometimes like, Well, my kids aren't doing this, and I realize, Well, because I've never modeled that for them, yeah. like I've never shown them that that's the way. And if we just have a household where we say, Hey, we made a mess, it's time to clean up. Um, my son at five now loves to help with the dishes, so he brings a chair up and helps to wash the dishes. He washes off the um, table after we're done eating, things like that. Just any small thing that they can do to help will help as they get older. um, Because when they start to lose that fun, and they will eventually start to lose that, like, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. They already have it ingrained in them that this is a part of living in a home and we all help. Love it. Do do you use any chore chart type things? We do not have any chore charts. We have um, some routine checklists that we do. So like for the morning, for the evening, my daughter has a checklist in her room that is a daily checklist and then a weekly checklist um, of just things that have to be done every day um, to go on. Uh, We also plan to make some, excuse me, make some in the coming months because the summer is going to be coming. Uh, My kids have gotten a little older since we've made those checklists, so we're going to revamp them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we don't really have chore charts of like someone gets a sticker every time they do it. Um, It's more of their routine of doing things. Um, And we also just kind of live in a house where it's if it needs to be done, it just gets done. However, I do recommend that if you're new to it and you know that your kids will thrive on charts, for sure make charts. Like do what works best for you. Um, you know, there's a variety of them out there. Go on Etsy and you can find like the cutest little like magnet charts and stuff. Just make sure that the chart is just uh, an accessory to the bigger picture, which is the actual cleaning. Sometimes people make the chart the bigger thing and then the cleaning doesn't actually get done. So you want to make sure that the chart is just an accessory to the actual cleaning getting done.
0: I love that you mentioned like summer coming up because I definitely think that anytime our rhythms change, like our life mm-hmm. rhythms, back to school, summer, holidays, whatever it is, moving, um, that it's an opportunity for us to revamp our routines. Yes. And we just, we just moved to a different state. And so that was like change of scenery, whole new household, whole new house really was an opportunity for me to revamp our routines with mm-hmm. the girls and just as a, you know, household management, but just to make sure, cause my oldest, she's very much. Uh, buy the book. We haven't done that that way before, so I'm not going to do it this new way. So she really needs those like new changes to kind of jolt her and get her back into a different routine, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And that's really good though, because that shows that she likes the routine when they get out of it. And they're like, whoa, whoa. I think sometimes um, parents think that their kids don't like structure. They're like, oh, well, I don't want to put a routine into place. And and I just want them to be free. And I'm like, kids, humans thrive on structure. And the fact that she's like, wait, we haven't done it that way. That's proof that it's like, oh, that's a routine. If I happen to forget for five seconds that my son hasn't brushed his teeth before bed, like, okay, it's time to, it's all of these things. And we go into get in bed. He goes again, I haven't brushed my teeth yet. Like okay, chill. Like it's once it becomes a routine, they will fall right into it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that. We've always been big proponents of routines and schedules and Mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, because
1: probably because that's the way I am. I like (laughs) routines. (laughs) That's how I am too. I like that. It's predictability. Um, I like the predictability a little bit.
0: Definitely. So, like cleaning thirty minutes a day. So, would you recommend like a room by room kind of thing? Like Monday, tackle this
1: room or. Um, nope. I actually go the opposite way. And I say, go task by task versus room by room. Um, now that, I guess it really depends on what you're looking to do. Like if you only, if you only have time to do one room a day, then for sure do one room at a time. But if you're like upstairs in your house and you're like, I I just need to vacuum and clean, give everything a good dust and clean. Or if you're just going to do the whole upstairs, you're going to take like half hour to an hour. Doing room by room is task switching and it takes far longer to clean. I know that from experience because that's how I started in my cleaning business and I wasted a whole lot of time. So if you think about the fact that you'd have to like dust a whole room, maybe like make a bed and clean the glass and then you'd have to vacuum and then maybe you have wood floors in there so you clean the floors and then you have to move everything to the next room and start all over again versus just dusting one room, moving to the next, dusting it, moving to the next. You're in the cycle of one task. And the more you task switch, the more time you waste and the more likely you are to get distracted. So um, I always just say go task by task versus room by room. I learned that the hard way in my cleaning business.
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yes. I mean, I do that in my business, so I didn't even, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't I do that
1: in my house? Exactly. Yeah. And in my, same thing in your business when you, uh, you know, kind of bulk, do things in bulk versus like switching back and forth in the squirrels and the different tabs that are open, which I don't care how good you are. Like we all fall prey to that sometimes. Yes. Like, oh, I'm just going to have like 17 Google Docs open and I'm just going to like switch back and forth and like type a paragraph here. It's such a waste of time. It really is a
0: waste of time. Yes. Yeah. Well, can you list out real quick, like rapid fire, what those tasks
1: are? So like for the whole house? Yeah. Or, okay. So, well, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> my <laughs> cleaning list is like seven pages long. Um, oh my gosh. The, so do, do you have a resource that we can like point everybody to? Yeah. So, um, I have what's called the everything in the kitchen sink cleaning list, which is basically all of the things in a house that you would have to clean. At is this any- what you
0: talked about on stories with the Trello board? Yes.
1: <gasps> yes. Yay. So if by the time someone's listening to this, not only were there, will there be a download? Cause there's the download. That's my most popular download. It's just like a seven page or eight page. I don't even know PDF. Um, and it's just goes through all of the rooms of the house and what you have to clean, but not just on like a daily basis. Some of the stuff is annual. So it's like all the things that in an, in a house, in a generic house, you would have to clean. And then I give the recommended frequency. um, So you can download that. But then as people are listening to this, I will have already uploaded a Trello board template where I took all of that stuff and put it into a Trello board template so they can copy that board and use it as they want because Trello is slowly taking over the world. And if it shut down tomorrow, I wouldn't know what I would do with myself. I wouldn't even be able to function. (laughs) team asana over here oh you're an asana i cannot use (laughs) asana i tried and it's like not it's just not the way with the board functions nope i just i'm like into i'm into it um i just yeah i just like it and it trello works for me but if you're asana same same idea like find a thing that works for you that organizes all of your information the way you want it i think because i use trello more for um less for projects and more for, like, day-to-day, like, all my things. Um, yeah. And I know people that use both, like, they use both, you know, a lot. Um, so if they go to motherlikeaboss.com forward slash vault, you can get it in there because I have a vault, which is just a free library of all of my free stuff, and they can get it in there. Um, but the basic stuff you'd have to do in a house, dusting, cleaning the floors, vacuuming or... Cleaning the floors, however, if you have wood floors, um, so you know, dry dusting, mopping, um, and then the bathrooms, you know, toilet sink. I love it, shower, all those yeah, things. Y'all,
0: if you're listening to this, go get that
1: PDF. It's and a it's huge list. Talk, like so it has awesome. all the cause it has all of those little things that you forget about, like cleaning the top of the refrigerator, cleaning the molding of the door jams, like all of these things that people don't think about. But when you clean them, you notice a huge difference you're like, wow, I didn't think I would notice the difference with the molding being clean, but now that it's clean, it looks really nice. <laughs> so <laughs> things like that. Um, and it also promotes um, good health in your house because all of those places are places that hold dust and that affects the air quality. So, And air filters. Absolutely. Yes. Another place. I started putting that in my Google calendar. For sure. Those get really easily forgotten. And when you take the dirty one out, you're like, that's disgusting. That's pretty gross. Yes.
0: Oh, I'm excited about that. And I will have to like share with you the board that I create in Asana for team Asana
1: listeners here. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome.
0: I have another question like tools, because I mean, we don't need, I've always said in business, like you don't need special tools to get this job done or a job done, but they do help. So like, what do you use? What are, um, what are your like go-to resources?
1: Yeah. My favorite, I'll just kind of quickly say my, get a vacuum that is a good quality vacuum, like spend, spend the money, just like in business. If you spend a little money on the front end, You're not going to be spending a bunch of money in the back end to replace it or to take more time to use something. So a really good vacuum will help you because uh, it's going to last longer. It has better suction, better quality. It's not going to break as easily. Some people buy these like cheap $40 or $50 vacuums that they have to replace three or four times a year. It's like, well, you should have just bought a two hundred dollars vacuum, and then it would have been you would have you know would have been much better, and it has better quality. Um, I use Shark, but you can okay. use Dyson. Um, I used to use Dyson; I just switched to Shark because they're half the price, and they have the exact same features. Um, they're also lighter and easier to use. So I say, get a good vacuum and invest in a floor duster. I don't care if it's a Swiffer, if it's a Libman Freedom Duster mop, if it's one of those ones that they use in, a, in Walmart to like do the floors, like the big janitorial ones, just something because you can use that on your floors and you can use it on your walls and your ceilings as well. So you can think about walls, yep, you could baseboards. It just works for so many different things in your house that I just highly recommend having one of those. Yeah. get, cool. get Tools that are multifunctional.
0: And like, as far as like the sprays and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, are you
1: using the same thing for all the rooms? Um, pretty much. I mean, I use, um, my favorite brands are, I love Method and I love Mrs. Meyers um, only because I like that they're plant-based. I like that they smell good. They have really good mm-hmm. scents. Um, they smell natural. So I like that. Um, I'm pretty minimal and I advise other people to be minimal as well with their cleaning supplies. Uh, One, because you're going to save money, and two, because it's just less stuff cluttering up your house, and three, you don't have to make the decision every time you're going to clean, like, what to clean. Uh, I'm always telling people, like, lessen the barrier of entry to cleaning. Like, make your supplies as minimal as possible. Leave them in the places you're cleaning. Like, make a good routine. You want cleaning to be something that gets done like that, like mm-hmm. something that is easy, not something that you're dragging your feet. Because the longer you drag your feet, the more likely you are to talk yourself out of doing it altogether.
0: So you would recommend, like, if we're cleaning the bathroom, we
1: leave one of those Method yep. multi-purpose and in these, there. Leave your cleaning supply. All of and my we've cleaning got one supplies in the kitchen, bathroom. The hmm? other bathroom. Gotcha. I have cleaning supplies all over the house. Um, and if you're someone that doesn't want to use store-bought stuff, if you're really into the all-natural, you could clean your entire house using white vinegar, baking soda. You could pretty much you you could use those two and clean just about everything in your house. Um, get yourself some hydrogen peroxide for um, disinfecting, and you'll be all set. You literally could clean your whole house with all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yep. Keep it simple. I love that Athlete. minimalistic approach. There's another podcast out there that I know you're good friends with. That she <laughs> talks a lot about minimalism. Oh, Allie, my Allie, girl. Yeah. Allie's my best friend. I love Allie Saza Yeah. it's <laughs> a great, great podcast. I yes. think, what is it called now? The Purpose
1: the, Show? The Purpose Show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great yeah, one. So she's amazing. And what's your podcast name? Show it is the mother, uh, the mother Like a Boss Podcast. Perfect. Everything. Yeah. Is yeah. Well, I love it. Let's hop into the last
0: four questions that we sure. ask every mom on the show. Awesome. So the first one is what's one mom and business owner hack you would suggest to help others manage motherhood and business well?
1: Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, something because we've been talking about cleaning. I'm going to say a motherhood hack is actually a tool that you can get, and it's going to sound really silly, but go invest in kebab sticks because they can get into all these tiny little areas that are really hard to clean, like window tracks and heating vents and all of these little things in your your refrigerator, all those little areas that are super hard to get into, and they just push the dirt in. If you get kebab sticks, they're sturdy. They have the point at the end, and you can get stuff out. Best thing I ever did in my cleaning business was bring kebab sticks. (laughs) The silliest thing, but yeah, it works really well. Uh, For business, I would say find which you like better, the Trello or the Asana. (laughs) Figure out which one you like, but use something that is going to keep all of your, uh, your lists and what you have to do. And on that note, like create dump lists, like bring yeah. dump lists, create those often and go over them often and purge them. So I do mine once a week. I add to it. And I also purge stuff that maybe three weeks ago seemed like a good idea. And now I'm like, you know what? Mm, that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I love that you said, come back to it, and like, look at it because like yes. so often we can get in this trap of like spending an hour creating the system in the, in the organization, but like never returning to mm-hmm. the Trello board or the Asana list. Yeah. To... yeah it just sits there. Yeah. It was great. You had a <laughs> exactly. great system, but you never executed.
1: You never actually did anything. Yeah. yeah. Come back to it often.
0: <laughs> love it. All right. So what is, uh, if you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself or what would you start with?
1: For business or for motherhood? For any of it, when it
0: comes to mind.
1: Okay. Um, I would say delegate before you're ready. Motherhood and business alike. Delegate before you're ready. Because um, if you wait until you're ready to delegate, it's often too late. And it's often the time when you are so overwhelmed and you feel so in the trenches that it's hard to get yourself out because it's really hard to teach someone else how to do something when you're overwhelmed and that's motherhood or business. Um, Mm -hmm. so I would, if I could do it all over again, I would delegate from like day one. I would take some of the money that I was putting into like some program that I was buying and instead delegate someone out a couple, a couple of times a week for a couple of hours just to help me with certain things in my business.
0: Yeah. Love that. Totally agree. Yeah. I think before you're ready, that can be financially, that can be with your systems and your processes, yes. all
1: the things. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, can, it doesn't even have to be like a lot of money. It could be, you know, you, it doesn't mean you have to go get a full-time virtual assistant, but it could mean just hiring somebody once a week to like help you go through your email or something like, I mean, it could literally be anything. Just start the delegation process as early as possible.
0: Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right, so what is your favorite app, sof- software or system that you'd recommend right now?
1: Oh my god, I love Trello so bad. She's gonna say so, Trello, guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I love Trello. Um, but another one that I that I use is an app called, I'm gonna make sure I get it right. Um, an app called Calm C A L. The Meditation M- app. The Meditation app. Yep. Um I know that that's not necessarily a productivity tool necessarily, but it makes me more productive. I put on the music part of it when I'm doing work because it helps me focus, and I use it in the morning to meditate, and that makes me more productive during the day. So um, having that has really helped me a lot to calm myself down.
0: It's super interesting how music does that. It does. I don't know if you've ever listened to the Spotify playlist called Brain Food.
1: Yes. (laughs) I love that one. My husband loves this story. He's like, this is some random music, but it's so good. It helps me focus. Some of the focus, like on the, if you, if you search on the focus genre, some of their stuff, like at any other point, if you weren't working, you'd be like, what is this? This is so weird. But for some reason, when I'm in the coffee shop and I have my earbuds in and I'm listening to this funky focus music, I am just, I'm able to write faster. I'm able to be more creative. I mean, they, they know what they're doing when they put that together. They definitely do.
0: I love it. All right. Last question for you. What is the best book you've read? And then what are you looking forward to reading soon?
1: Best book, hands down, that has changed my life. I've read it like thirteen times. Is "You Are a Badass" by Jen Sincero. That's
0: such absolute
1: a book. favorite book. I have read it. I've listened to it. I've highlighted it. I've stalked her. I my I would love to like have her on my podcast. She's not even a mom. I don't care. Like she, Jen, if you're listening, you could be on Jen, both of ours. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm actually going to do an episode on that book. It's just it it changed my life. Um, I think it could change everyone's life if it's it's amazing. Yep. And then one. what was the other one? What am I looking forward to reading? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, so it's hard because I mostly listen to books because I don't read as much. Um, but one book that I bought about four months ago that I never actually started reading was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's all about breaking bad habits and how to get better habits. Um, I started listening to it a little bit, but then I kind of ducked out and I was listening to something else. So I'm really excited to listen to that and to read that because um, I, I've just noticed that my next venture really in my life is breaking some of those bad habits that I have. I've done really well with creating good habits, but now it's time to break some of the bad habits I have um, that we all have and getting some new ones in place. Yeah, and following up
0: on the Jen thing, have you? Yeah. See, I'm calling her Jen because she's our friend. She's like our buddy. Yeah, she she's is, amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have you read the Green Book? I have. The buddy one. Yes. that's good so too. I read that um, after I had read You Are a Badass quite, quite a few times. So I think it for me it was super good, but I had already learned so much from You Are mm-hmm. a Badass that it wasn't like I think if it was I reinforcement. The, yeah, it was reinforcement. But I'm all about reinforcement because. I listen to things over and over. I listen to certain podcast episodes that just hit me the right way over and over again um, at certain times in my life because they just have hit me and I need to hear that message again.
0: You keep track of those in a Trello board. Uh,
1: yeah, I keep track of every. <laughs> girl. I keep track of everything in a Trello board. Like, my no, I'm giving you a
0: hard time because literally everybody that comes on my podcast talks about Trello. And finally, for the first time
1: ever on Monday, somebody finally said Asana, and it was mm-hmm.
0: like, oh my gosh, you said Asana!
1: That's so <laughs> exciting. exactly. I think maybe if I had tried Asana first, maybe I would like Asana, but I just tried. And I will say I tried cello like two years ago. Everyone was raving about it. Tried it, used it for like two days. And I was like, this is dumb. I don't like this. And then went back to it. And I was like, this is amazing. I can't live without it. So it's just where it hits you at. And I also feel like it's kind of
0: like, you know how in high school you were either the algebra girl or you were the geometry girl. Yeah. Yeah. You like, I think it's kind of like the same thing. I was an algebra girl, by the way.
1: I was too, so it doesn't. Were make you sense. really? Mm, yeah, I was definitely mm-hmm. algebra. I don't. I don't really care about geometry that much. <laughs> yeah. no. I don't know that I care about algebra that much either. But, um, no, but I definitely like formulas. That's for I sure. I was ma- a math major in college. So little known wow. fact is that I was actually a math major. So interesting. interesting. I'm not doing anything that has to do with that now. So <laughs> money will spend. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. I was an accounting degree major. Right. So we're putting everything to good use. This was like, you can't even like add 20 plus 72. I don't know. It's easy. It's 92. Oh, that was easy. That was was right. Okay. So real quick, because Mm -hmm. we just told everybody to go get your cleaning on for 30 minutes a day and get you some headphones and listen to podcasts. Yes. Obviously yours, obviously mine. Let's give Allie a shout
1: out because her podcast is great too. But what other podcasts would you recommend? Ooh. So I love James Wedmore's podcast, Mind Your Business. I was actually just listening to that earlier today. Um, I, even if you are not in business, I think that you could get something out of that podcast. He is very much into um, being mindful and the mindset of life. Um, it's a little woo-woo, but what's interesting is that he is a very left brain, so he's very practical, and then he brings on people that are a little more on the yeah.
0: And depending on the week, like the, I don't know yeah. if you listened to the one that he released this week uh, about opportunity. Yeah. I actually wrote this down when you were talking to the, at the beginning of the episode about mm-hmm. just like educating ourselves and you realize this whole world of entrepreneurship and online money-making opportunities. Yeah. I mean, that's like, if you're wondering how to make money online, you're listening to this, like part of it starts with educating yourself because yeah. all of a sudden you become aware oh my gosh, Kendra's doing that. And and you just meet all these different people and hear all these different stories. And all of a sudden there's opportunity
1: galore. That's how I've, that's, I feel like how I've gotten to the certain things that I've gotten to. Like that's how I met Ali. So if you're not familiar, the people listening, it's Ali Kazaza. And that's how I met her was I met her old podcast host at an event. And then they had me on the podcast and then Ali emailed me that night and was like, I feel like we would be friends and we need to like do something together. And then that was it. And then we became best friends and we started a side business together. And it just, had I not opened myself up to going to a conference, even before I was ready, none of that would have happened. So yeah. really grasping that opportunity is so good. I love that. Yeah.
0: Um, so yes, everybody listening, definitely go get your cleaning on and listen to some amazing podcasts. (laughs) Kendra, it has been so great. Why don't you share with everybody where they can follow you on social media?
1: Sure. I'm basically everywhere at mother like a boss. So Instagram, Facebook, I have a Facebook group called the mother like a boss playground. It's just a really great place um, for moms to come get support, encouragement, ask tons of questions. We have close to 4,000 moms in there now. And so it's just a great place for moms to be and uh, get their support that they need. I love it. And when we yeah. are off this call, I am going over to motherlikeaboss.com slash vault and getting yeah. that PDF. Awesome. <laughs> that yeah. You so go cool. in, there's, um, there's audios in there. There's videos, there's mini courses. There's like, it's, it's just a free resource library. We can get all the things. So, well,
0: right. girl, this has been so fun. I really feel like we could talk for more,
1: like way longer. <laughs> yes. <me laughs> so too. we'll have to have you on for
0: like a part two sometime.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you loved this show, help me spread the word to all your other mama friends by taking a screenshot of the show today and posting it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Katie Fleming and let me know what you loved. I'd love to feature you on my stories as well when you do that. So if you have not joined our community, go to 1kmomtribe.com. This is a free Facebook community of the women who are getting it done in their business and in their family. See you inside.